and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I'm your creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart, better known as at Writer A Hart over on Twitter and Instagram, and Books Are My Heart over on YouTube. Today's podcast episode features our previous live stream discussion of Survival of the Fritters by Ginger Bolton. The YouTube live stream originally aired July 25th, 2023. For the cozy conversation, I was joined by Ben, aka at Botany and Books. You can find Ben as at Botany and Books over on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find the Cozy Mystery Book Club across platforms as at Cozy Mystery Club. Ben is so awesome, always taking part in the conversation over on Instagram. And for this podcast episode, Ben and I discuss survival of the fritters. If you're interested in a cozy conversation about donuts, cute cats, and a little mystery, please keep listening. Okay, it says we're started. It says showtime. Awesome, awesome. Please, YouTube, please work for us. <laughs> I feel like there's the YouTube technology gods where you're going, please connect. Please work. There we are. Yay. Hi, everyone. Hello. I was like, we went through. I was like, the YouTube gods like us tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just saw a little heart go up. That's new. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> oh. I didn't know that was possible. Something's going on with YouTube. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. So I have to pull this up because I need to introduce tonight's special guest y'all probably already know ben because i've talked about him before he's been a guest before but i absolutely adore him and i have all of his social media information right here for you so i was i had to go make a brand new one because you just you are posting something great and i absolutely love like you made me so happy if you guys look in his bio he has the youtube link and i'm going oh he is so (laughs) sweet that is so amazing i needed to go take a new screenshot because that just made my heart so happy (laughs) so please follow him across platforms at botany and books he is awesome and i am honored that you're joining tonight Oh, always, always awesome to be here with you. So I was looking forward to this all summer long. <laughs> he is a bright ray of cozy sunshine. Seriously, I love talking to him so much. <laughs> oh, I feel like it's been it's been so long. And then like now I just feel like good friends. So oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a hangout. <laughs> that's the thing like even with people in the comments like who haven't i haven't had the chance to actively talk with back and forth like actual human beings i just read comments i feel like i know them and the worst is when someone changes their avatar profile photo i'm like wait a second this is still the same person where'd my friend go (laughs) that's the one that That happens i'm like wait who's this who's this who's this new person you're like oh it's the same person just new photo (laughs) oh my gosh oh and so Oh, the comments are popping up. Hello, everybody. Oh, so familiar faces. You guys are so sweet. Oh, this is so exciting. (laughs) And you guys, I was curious about the donuts because this is, we have to talk about donuts tonight. This is just, it's mandatory with the, (laughs) he's got his copy too. (laughs) Oh, you guys are, I I showed him this and I'm pretty sure this might get one of the hearts going up like the little virtual land. So we have donuts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am ready for tonight. So I I feel like a little kid though. I want to take a bite out of each of them so I can taste the different flavors, but I'm going to limit myself to one. So I think I'm going to go with the old fashioned from Starbucks because for some reason I absolutely love that one. So that's going to be my special treat throughout the live stream. (laughs) Wait, first, first question. What is your favorite donut? 
Oh, so I am, again, I'm, I'm an autumn girl. If you couldn't tell by the autumn aesthetic behind me, I love those apple cinnamon donuts in the fall. Oh, those are so good. Okay, what's yours? What's your favorite? I am usually an old-fashioned or buttermilk. Those are my <laughs> oh. two kind of go-tos. I like glaze, unglaze. They're both great, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, glaze is a classic for a reason. This is when I want the munchkins so I can have all the different flavors. <laughs> And it doesn't help that in Massachusetts, there's a Dunkin' Donuts every five minutes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with this town, I don't know how they're as healthy as they are walking all the places. Maybe that's why they don't all have diabetes because yeah. they're always eating donuts. But if I ate donuts like they did, I don't know if I'd be able to get up in the morning. But that's like the whole Dunkin' Donuts is a little too close by for comfort. I'm just so tempted with their them, their donuts, their bagels. But again, that's praise because they just taste so good. <laughs> You, having three donuts a day with your coffee. But I guess if you're walking, you know what? That's <laughs> walking. Yeah, off. I mean, we have secret passageways. We have two murders to solve. <laughs> so yeah, they're working off some calories, sleuthing. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear what you guys thought of this book. You guys have been posting about it, and from what I can tell, it's been pretty positive with the reviews and Ben said he liked it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to kick it off to you. What did you think of Survival of the Fritters, our July book club pick? I enjoyed it. You know what? It's It has all the elements I enjoy. It has a cozy group. So you have the nitpickers, all her friends, a cozy town. Everything's kind of walkable, close. And you also have an added mystery. So you were wondering the whole time, like what happened, you know, and who to trust. So it had that good too, because I for the longest time, Lois, I could not trust her. And I was like, she better not hurt poor Depp or anything, because that would hurt my heart <laughs> so much. Animals are off limits. Again, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go right to the end, but there is a moment where the cat and our bad person, gender neutral term, person, our bad person mm-hmm. <laughs> is with the cat. And I was, I was nervous. I was not a happy reader. There was no way this book was getting put down until I knew that little cat was safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, no animals hurt. Okay, so I need more nitpickers. This was the Mm -hmm. thing I wanted more of throughout the book. Uh, Yes, I love all of the donut references. And clearly, the more donuts, the better. That's the whole point of the series. It's celebrating donuts. But I needed more of the nitpickers. I needed more Mm -hmm. of the knitting. I love that name. And I wanted to get to know the members. So that was the one thing where I'm going, oh, please tell me more. And no one had a name besides Georgia and Lois. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, they were just the nitpickers. Even when I think, even when they found the body, it was yeah. you go this way, you go this way. <laughs> Try not yeah. to touch anything, <laughs> even though I just did. Do yeah. what I say, not as I do. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so you're not the only one who was looking at Lois a little with questions mm-hmm. and little. I'm not surprised because Lois. I don't know if this is jumping too far ahead, but when she was attacked. And she didn't want to report it. And then she was just trying to convince. Suspicious. Yeah. And she was trying to convince Emily, oh, no, I just fell down. It's totally normal to have a random gash on my head. Mm. Uh, that was a little. To, to be to be on the, you know, <laughs> splayed out on the, gar- on the grass. No. <laughs> hey, Rose. Rose is actually our, she's off. I had to make a giant note. And I already shared the link in the comments. So tonight. All of your comments are going towards potentially winning a cozy paperback of Death on Set by Rose. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I saw she's in the comments and she doesn't trust Lois either. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 
But she, so this was the other thing that kind of caught my attention when it came to Lois. This woman has only been Emily's friend for like three days, maybe. Mm -hmm. And she's talking to her and trusting her as if she was the best friend. And that was where I was getting a little curious or a little sort of, I had trepidation going, maybe Emily is trusting this woman a little too quickly. Oh, she's the next door neighbor. And she didn't actually say, hey, I found a cat. <laughs> she just kind of adopted mm -hmm. him. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. if started wandering into my yard, I'd want to go to the neighbors and ask, hey, are you missing a little fluff, a little fur, like your little fur baby? So I kind of had a little yeah. bit of like a, not a chip on my shoulder, but I definitely had like a lingering, like, oh, where are those thoughts coming from? <laughs> Yeah, it was exactly like you said earlier. When she didn't report her attack, I was like, ooh, this is suspicious. And then seeing that photo album too, I was like, ooh, like this is raising, all the flags are going off right now. So Lou didn't mind Lois. It's true about, you know, if you want <laughs> privacy, but I understand privacy and not telling everybody what's going on. It was just when you're attacked, I think you should probably report that. <laughs> that yeah. was the information I, I think, think so. should be shared. Yeah. Yes, this comes up after too. So. Mm -hmm. Our victim is Georgia, who owns the Doll Hospital, and she is a member of the Nitpickers, and she's late to their Monday morning gathering, and everyone's so nervous and so upset. And then she decides, or not she, like, the group decides, oh, something's wrong because she's never late. And then later on, nobody's heard from her, and they decide to go to her house, and that's when they find the body with the doll stuffed in her mouth, which is so disturbing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we mm -hmm. actually meet Georgia. We find out about her after the fact. So on one hand, I love it when the body drops early because you know it's a murder mystery. And when you're waiting for that murder and mystery to start and you're 40% into the book, that's really frustrating. But this one, we don't meet her at all. We just find the body. So I'm curious what you guys thought of that. Yeah, don't forget the donuts around the doll too. <laughs> the doll like was wearing donuts. Oh yeah. Oh. I think I think dolls, depending on the type of doll, it's it's a horror movie setup. I mean, my mm -hmm. goodness, I know dolls can be really cute and oh, but seriously. Yeah, I'm same. I'm on no. <laughs> well, when it comes to certain horror movies and they have the dolls and they move their head and the music, you're going, oh, childhood memories just went down the tube. That's not going well. <laughs> okay, so <It> <laughs> Yeah, so we had, you wanted to know Georgia, and then it is a very creepy murder scene. She's got the doll stuffed in her mouth. That does not make it look like an accident <laughs> if you're going no, for you, murder. You have the whole house, too, because the dolls are being mended, so you have all these creepy dolls everywhere, you know, like part, part broken, getting fixed, and then you find the body, and it's like, oof. For some reason, her being the doll hospital owner just upped the ante for me of, okay, something really suspicious is happening here. If she was another bakery owner, she owned the coffee shop and something happened. I, I don't know why, but I feel like that murder scene, if there wasn't the doll in the mouth, I wouldn't have been as creeped out. So I had those that kind of chills of, oh, this is this is not normal. I don't think Hallmark can do an adaptation of that quite that way. <laughs> it's very intentional too it's not like oh she just fell down there's on it's like doll just shoved down oh yeah there's the oh did they fall down the stairs and hit their head or were they pushed was this an accident you can't there she wasn't choking on the doll <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> she's not eating. 
I don't know how badly this police force is, but if they thought that was an accident, I would have serious questions. And Brent didn't seem too incompetent to me. He seemed very, very on his game. And this man, I'm pretty sure worked 20 hours out of the day, which is a whole other conversation topic. (laughs) But I guess if you're salary, it's fine, right? (laughs) Yeah, so people are commenting... I don't think he, that this was ever explained. I think this was just Mm-mm. thrown in there to potentially get them down a different path of, oh, who was the killer? Why did they do this? I think that was to throw suspicion on somebody else. But again, there was no, oh, I'm the bad guy. Here's my monologue <laughs> and yeah, all my explanations. No. It wasn't a part of it. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was just kind of just happened. <laughs> yes. So we do have to talk about this a little bit. So... Our lovely sleuther is Emily, who co-owns with her father-in-law, Deputy Donut, and she's a former 911 operator. And when she gets to this scene, she moves the donuts, the donut box, and I understand you want to check the body, (laughs) make sure this person's actually deceased. I mean, perform CPR, save her if you can. But she was really getting her fingerprints all around that scene. What did you make of that? I... I, if she was a former 911 operator, I don't think she would have like removed the doll or even, I mean, maybe the box, but the doll, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I would think she'd be like, ooh, she's dead. Like, you can check the pulse. Like, you don't have to. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I don't know how to say this in the nicest way, but if the doll is that far down her throat, <laughs> I don't think you can reasonably assume she's still alive. Otherwise, like, I think she's like, kind of choking on the doll. I get in the moment, I guess you get caught up and don't think about it. You want to like clear, you know, blockages. Maybe she's, you know, but I would think like, oh, yeah, she's she's probably dead. So this is where I, I kind of also start laughing a little bit as the 911 operator. She doesn't call 911 right away. I just no, saw someone no. post a comment as I was about to say that. So she actually says, look for clues. Then they call 911. I think something's I, out of order. I, I don't. I was trying to think that too. Like, it was like in her head, was she just thinking, "Oh, is the killer still here?" Like, I'm gonna look around. But I would have called nine one one. You can call nine one one while you're looking around. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. And just like Donna said, she should have known better. Yeah. See, I want to know why you're you're looking for the killer. If you think the killer's still there, I'm hightailing it out of this house. Mm-hmm. okay so this this seems to be a reoccurring everybody seems to be on the same page with this one i mean i am curious though with this town maybe she's just a bad 911 operator maybe there was no crime in this town except for alex murder in this now case over here maybe no one called maybe she doesn't know protocol (laughs) it's true you're on a cozy town not that many murders are happening. So <laughs> I just love it. I love this comment. Jess no loves Cozy just posted. And I'm surprised no one ran out of the house. Yeah, they all just stood there over the body. <laughs> just bolt. Just bolt out. <laughs> I mean, this is a group of women, right? The nitpickers. So not one person ran out of the house to call 911. They were all just calmly standing there over their front. That is a very good point, Jess loves Cozy. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is so cute. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I think this is just my little, again, analytical brain. So talking about things that kind of don't make sense, (laughs) the ages slash years 
because Randy supposedly was a teenager slash just graduated high school five years before the story starts. And then when he comes back, the five years, this is the number they go with. He's grown up, he's matured, but he's supposed to be two years older than Emily and her friends. So I don't understand how he's supposed to be in his early 30s if this is the timeline. Yeah, not five years. No, that doesn't, yeah. I'm trying to add up and we'll know. I, I kind of was curious if I was missing something with this because Randy, Oliver, and what is the other guy's name? I have all the notes. There's oh, Scott. Scott. <laughs> They're two years older than Emily and her friends. And so I was kind of missing the five years, what was going on in the interim because Oliver has some gray hair. He was married. He got divorced three years ago. And so I wasn't quite sure about the timeline. So if somebody figured that out, I would love to know. Because Emily's, they're supposed to be, what, 27? She's, I think she said 28, 29. And she was married for four years. I'm pretty sure. So I remember that one, but I couldn't figure out. (laughs) I couldn't figure out if they said he just graduated. Even then, even if he just graduated, that would have put him at 21, 22 for college. So he still wouldn't have made the early 30s when he came back five years later. So I was just curious if I was missing something or my analytical brain just really latched onto this and wouldn't let it go. So (laughs) maybe he was prematurely gray. (laughs) It happens. It happens. What was it, Holden Caulfield? He was the only one with gray hair. Yeah. Okay. So some. Okay. Thank you, Annie. Annie's a doll. See, I'm on the same wavelength. <laughs> Maybe he has an entire wall with graduation caps behind him too. <laughs> if you guys put the reference, this is why we're friends. <laughs> that would. Okay. Thank you. Okay. This is uh, one. He could have yeah. done grad school. Yeah. Maybe he did things. I was just curious because I could not figure out the five years. Also, we have a murder that takes place before the story even starts. So we have two mm-hmm. bodies dropping very early. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So we also kind of have to talk about the cat, Depp, Deputy. Uh, so deputy don't. what did you think about the, the oh. series is kind of named after this cat. I was I was kind of in love with the story because the cat was such a part of her business and her life of, oh, I don't want to leave her at home because I'll miss her. And then the office, she's the manager and she has yes. this little startup and she's the one who uses the little pathway to go to Lois oh. and she looks Brent and everything else. I'm going, this cat is fictional, but I want to adopt her. Japanese hmm. donut. I love that they call her Dep, so it's different. <laughs> so she uses her nickname and the whole the whole nickname with Lois too, with Tiger, Dep, like, oh, I love it. I thought that was hysterical because she goes, oh, I'm your other mother. And I'm going, how long has she had this cat? Because Alex has been dead for at least a few years when the book starts. And they got Depp together. So this isn't a little kitten. So she should know who her mom is. She's not. No, she's- that, that and um, <laughs> Lois met the cat, what, two days? And all of a sudden she's like the, set, like the, the other mother. I'm like, no. I mean, I would be a little insulted going like, no, 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 this is my fur baby. And no, 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 this is my lock that lock that tunnel. Nope. You can't see, you can't see Lois anymore. You could be the nanny. You can be the godmother or the cute auntie or something like that. But 
title of mom is reserved. <laughs> but I just thought the cat was so adorable. I was just wrote down, like, we have to talk about Dep or Deputy. So she's a tabby in Calico. Was it Tabico? Was that what they were? she was saying? I love that. Mm-hmm. Love oh, that. no. I was just going to say, too, I love that the name had so many moments in the book because at the very end when you have that big monologue by your bad guy bad woman gender neutral not going to tell you right off the bat who the bad person is they even say oh yeah i heard someone yelling deputy and i thought they were calling the police and she was calling her cat and i'm going this Mm -hmm. is such a fun detail and this is what scared the killer off so he didn't finish off lois he or she didn't Mm -hmm. finish off Mm -hmm. lois i'm still trying to be gender neutral here but you guys read the book you know So, but just calling out deputy, her cat's name, saved Lois's life. The cat helped save Lois. Didn't really mean to, but she did. So I love this cat. (laughs) I love this. She was a little obsessed with, she was a little obsessed. Not with that tiger, tiger, not (laughs) Deb. Unless she tried to rename the cat. (laughs) Yeah, again... I'm curious about this cat because she's had Depp a while. So I'm kind of curious if the cat would, you know, understand the new term of endearment. Yes. But as a name. No, Depp was just in it for the sardines. That's that's all it was. It's a transactional relationship. <laughs> she's like, you can pet me if I get the sardines. Mm-hmm. Aww. Aww. You guys are so cute. <laughs> I know. I I ended up going on websites looking up kittens for sale, kittens <laughs> for adoption, and I'm going, oh, Daisy's only seven months old. I don't know if she's ready for a kitten sister, a kitten brother. I think, I think so. <laughs> it's early, so then she gets used to. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll say. I mean, this. <laughs> if so, we, we're blaming Deputy Donut for a kitten in my mm-hmm. life. Or Ginger Bolton. Ginger Bolton is to blame. <laughs> I know. I was going to say it's Ginger Bolton and Taylor Swift. Very different (laughs) reasons, but we'll throw them out there. (laughs) So I was curious if there was something y'all wanted to talk about tonight. I posted the questions over on Instagram. So I know we're talking about Brent at some point and we're talking about the red herrings because we had multiple red herrings and people mentioned honey and also the grocery store owner who was a little sketchy, but also... There's stories you guys want something in particular, so please comment away. And I'm going to throw that to you if there's something you want to talk about in particular tonight when it comes to Deputy Donut and all of this falling brook cuteness that's going on in this little sleuthing town. I want to mention my favorite couple of lines, really throwaways, but it was Missy and Emily were talking and Emily had just gone over to Lois's place the first night where Missy was asleep on her patio. And, and Missy was like, why didn't you wake me up? She's like, well, you were snoring, and then she's like, I don't snore or something. <laughs> it's the bickering back and forth. It just makes just the characters really like mesh well. And that made me like get more fully engrossed with it because I just I believe that these were good friends. And it's That's like, fair. Oh, yeah. so this, yeah, I think the random lines are what sort of made me figure out what the mystery was going to reveal killer-wise. So one of our red herrings, I might as well just mention, throw it out there because this is the main person who is the potential killer that everyone was going after. 
Randy thanked Emily for being nice to his great aunt. And that was when he started being a patron at her cafe or uh-huh. donut restaurant, however you want to refer to it. But he went up to her and thanked her. I thought that was so sweet. And for some reason, that was the moment that made me consistently think he was innocent. But my uh-huh. other favorite line, <laughs> which I think is very, this is foreshadowing. Brent smelled like sunshine and fresh air. I think we can see a crush developing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also the fact that they embraced the cliche about cops and donuts just made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> now I want a cake too, like a, a structured donut cake. That's what I want now. Like a <laughs> right? castle. Well, so she said she was doing kids' birthday parties for the cake. She was doing weddings in the future when I was reading the book blurbs. So mm-hmm. clearly people are loving their donuts in this town. Love it. I, the friendship was kind of adorable between <laughs> the three girls because I also love that they were not fighting for the guys. It was, <laughs> oh, you want Oliver. Oh, you want Scott. Oh, here's my matchmaking. They were just genuinely nice to one another consistently. There was no bickering or frenemy sort of vibes they were just so sweet and i love that she was like oh what was it misty's beautiful like this and samantha's beautiful like that and she was so complimentary i'm, I'm going oh emily can i be your friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah the friendships make it okay yeah so we do need to talk about we do need to talk about honey i did see her name pop up And we also do have to talk about the fact that Cologne was apparently a very big part of this mystery clue. But yes, what did you think of Honey? Honey was very interesting. Because the first time you meet her, she wants a donut, but, you know, a plain donut. Like, Mm -hmm. she's the only, we talked about this before it went on, but she's the only person who did not want, like, any structured donut, you know, nothing fancy, just a plain donut. And as the only person who was overweight, too, which I was like, oh. Oh, honey. honey. (laughs) Remember that episode of How I Met Your Mother when they're like, oh, honey. That is why I think the name honey. I'm going, oh, honey. I just sort of want (laughs) to take, I just wrap her in a blank and be like, it's going to be okay. Like pat her back. (laughs) Because clearly this woman is traumatized and mad at the world. I didn't really see her motive for killing Georgia. But I could have understood the anger boiling over. I mean, something's going to happen with this woman at some point. Another lawsuit, potentially. But I saw people were commenting about the weight and how I I was kind of this is this was annoying to me because I love seeing representations of all different types of people in books. And it's one of those. Why is your one person who's like this? your villain or the snarky one or xyz and they're not just i i loved gilmore girls this is a very random go-to but somebody posted an article at one point saying how suki's weight was never a point like no they never referenced it on the show and when it comes to weight like i felt like they were talking about honey's weight a lot it was part of it was referenced every time she was referenced and so i didn't care for that entirely that made it feel worse to me i mean yes she's not the nicest human being but i don't think you should be including the weight with that that wasn't her personality <laughs> that was oh. that, that reference tacked on kind of that kind of bothered me no and especially a book about donuts like come on like 
<laughs> oh yeah. We, I was talking, we were talking about this before. I don't know how this entire town doesn't have diabetes or are all in their size 20 pants or something like, and they're all eating multiple donuts. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get three to go. Yeah, I'll have three here. But this poor woman, she's, she packed on the weight. So yeah. Any, yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, she's the post office clerk, you know, it's, uh, you gotta be nice to her. Okay, so it looks like everyone's kind of on the same page with that. Like, there's something about Honey where she's not the nicest character, but adding the weight to it just, it felt almost inappropriate. <laughs> and it was also, this was one of those, I know James Gordon has his issues and I'm not saying, I'm not whatever, but he did that monologue one time where he was talking about, I know I'm overweight. You don't need to point it out. <laughs> and he had that line, I'm going, it's true your doctors point things out to you and you're probably putting like putting on your pants going oh this is too tight today so yeah ginger bolton didn't need to remind honey or the readers honey knows say it once just describe her in the spine yeah (laughs) okay this is true (laughs) the poor thing she got food poisoning before her wedding and i mean she was a pretty good suspect when it came to what was his name matthias's murder matthias matthias yeah. Yeah. So I would have believed she killed him just out of crazy bridezilliness, but I, I didn't really get the Georgia one. Yeah. Yeah. That five years later, you're just like, oh, and I lack Georgia now. Yeah. But her, her conversation does come back as useful. Honey actually told the truth when Lois and Emily were chatting with her. And I really think this woman wants a boyfriend. This guy, potentially the killer, and she wants to know if he's coming back to the post office. Mm-hmm. But she told the truth. And when they asked her questions, she talked to them. So maybe she's got potential to turn around. I think so. I think so. Okay, there are more comments popping up. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah, I think having her fiance leave you at the altar, that's traumatic. I got to give the girl a break. She's also working two jobs. It's hard. Yeah, and Tom's just in the back making donuts. Tom is the father-in-law, and we don't really know much about him, but he does seem to be a little judgmental. He made he made a judgment about Randy. Oh, don't talk to him. He made the judgment about Honey. So maybe Tom also has some growing to do. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking everywhere. <laughs> I just saw this one. She's looking everywhere, not just the wrong places. Yeah, honey really wants a boyfriend or a fiance again. This woman wants to find love. I hope she I hope she does. Well, I'm also gonna throw this one back out there. George's next door neighbor, who is very peculiar. I don't really know what this woman's storyline is because I don't think we ever get the culmination with the nice bow wrapped on it. Her dentist husband is cheating on her. Mm-hmm. I want this woman to find a happy ending, better life for herself. She needs to go find a new boyfriend, husband, get out of this relationship because clearly something is wrong there as well. So these women need to go find new bows. (laughs) Did she get, they didn't get first names, right? It was just Dr. Mrs. and Dr. Gerson. And apparently when they were at their community (laughs) meeting, he also introduced himself as Dr. Gerson. No first name. It's like, I don't know. It's one of those, I understand you're a doctor and you want the title, but you can be a little informal at times. It's okay. Yeah. The whole town knows who you are too. So it's. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm not also, I also was not entirely sure why he was so against sidewalks. You would think in a small yeah. town, you would like sidewalks because they're eating all their donuts and they got to go walk somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to walk in the mud, like have a nice sidewalk. I don't, they were totally against that. So that's why they were suspicious too. Yeah. But I want, I, even though she was a little odd or a little peculiar with how she revealed mystery related information to Emily, I still want the next door neighbor to find happiness with another guy. So we have her who needs a new boat. <laughs> she needs a new boyfriend. We have Honey who is single. Mm-hmm. Then we have Misty and Samantha who are single. And then we have Emily who is widowed. So they need to have a matchmaker in the town. I mean, not like an actual matchmaking service <laughs> or speed dating or something because there are a lot of single women in this town. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I was curious about the sidewalk thing too. I didn't really get it. <laughs> you just have people who do not want things for everyone, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Think side yeah. <laughs> I just love that they were passing it around during the whole meeting about fire safety. And I was like, this is rude. Not the time. Like, come on. Also, okay. So I did have a little bit of fun making something here. And I had to throw the fire extinguisher in there because mm-hmm. it reminded me of the yes. town hall. So I made <laughs> I put this together. I threw in the, the knitting, but for some reason you guys just made me think of the fire extinguisher. So that is my aesthetic for the book. I had fun putting that together, but you just reminded me of that because like that. that was the most random town hall meeting. <laughs> Their petition was about sidewalks and then fire safety. Was there a fire in the town? Was there a complaint? Like, why is there something about what? Why is this happening? Just throwing <laughs> just, that out there. <laughs> just for maybe future reference. Uh, maybe this will come back. <laughs> so we do have to talk about Brent brought up mm-hmm. briefly. Are you pro Brent? Are you anti Brent? Are you suspicious of him at all? Are you, what do you guys, what do you think? What does Ben think? (laughs) We are pro Brent. (laughs) He smells like sunshine. (laughs) And he's so serious and like kind of deadpan. I I just love it. I just love it for her. He was really cute and patient. The one thing I didn't like was how he was referred to as the ladies man. Because that kind of. Mm. I don't like that description. It always rubs me the wrong way of, oh, everyone's expendable except for the heroine. So that's the one thing that I just, that's my own little reading writer quirk where I just don't like that description because I'm going, maybe he's supposed to be waiting for Emily. He's got the crush and the feelings. But in the meantime, he's going to have girlfriends who he, I don't know, doesn't love entirely. So that just doesn't, I don't like that. But it, we never actually see him with a girlfriend in the book or a date. That's true. It's true. People only mention it. So maybe he's just been on some dates and he's just like, you know what? I'm away for Emily. That's that's exactly it. Because <laughs> she never Emily calls him a lot and he always answers. Or if he doesn't answer, he always follows up with her and checks on her. I there was never a moment of she was calling him interrupting a date or something, or he was just about to go out for an evening with a girlfriend or something. So even though he's described as the ladies' man. There's not really a lady in his life except for Emily and Dad. <laughs> and he, he works all day. Where would he find the time for like a date? Like, come on. <laughs> Wait, how much overtime is this man allowed to do? <laughs> all the overtime. <laughs> okay. Yes. We have to talk about the fact if the cozy companion, Depp, mm-hmm. likes the character, he's got the thumbs up. If the cat yep. doesn't like a character, they're the killer or something's going on there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Something suspicious is happening. Yeah. 
it was cute that they had to sort of rekindle the friendship. So I am curious what you guys think about this because it's almost a second chance. Not really. We have some backstory going on, but it looks like people seem to approve of him for the most part. Lois, yeah. (laughs) Lois playing matchmaker. That was really cute. She really was going, you're a detective. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like something I would do to my friends. Like they're like, you're that that dude. Would you like some dinner? Would you like to sit down? Would you like to talk? Would you want to walk her home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so this one says, I I'm totally pro Brent and Emily, but I don't remember the author hinting at interest from him until after the murder. Even as M was recalling the relationship shortly after her husband's death. Yeah, I am curious a little bit. I think that we are going to have to have more backstory over the course of the books. But I kind of get the impression he he at least enjoyed her company. Or maybe there was a really strong friendship that's the basis here. But I think the little twinkle in his eyes or the fact that he kept stopping by. And yes, he would have dinner. I mean, I think the fact he hung out with, he even brought over the pizza. He didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really sweet. You were detective. <laughs> I love her like pro Brent. <laughs> like we need science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Crystal Teenitz. I really hated the lady cop. Are we talking about Yvonne here? Because that woman really so. wanted to put everybody in jail. <laughs> She's like, who? Round them all up. Put them. <laughs> oh. Can we also just acknowledge? So we know our sleuther, our leading lady is innocent. Our sleuther is never a bad guy. Or at least, I mean, if something does happen, it's always accidental. And Emily touched the stuff. This woman's fingerprints, it's all over the crime scene. She was never really a suspect. I mean, I understand Brent not putting her on the suspect list, but Yvonne was going to put her on the suspect list, but never really followed up with that. What was going on? I, I would have thought that Yvonne would have just thrown her in jail. <laughs> Everybody's a co-conspirator. Yeah. <laughs> All the nitpickers, round them up. <laughs> then we're going to give them the knitting needles. Just let them go have yeah. some fun. <laughs> oh. Yes. Okay. Thank you. This is what I mean. He knew her favorite pizza. It wasn't just he brought over pizza. He brought over her favorite pizza and her favorite beer. She even said that was her favorite beer. I think we referenced... The favorite she had the favorite beer beforehand and then when she went to go open up the pizza box then she's going oh we like the same toppings or oh he remembered so i think brent was he was showing not telling like the writer yeah. the writer quote <laughs> oh geez that's true we don't really know much about alex's death other than there was a trial and so i'm going to assume that the killer was justice was served but we don't really know much about this town other than Alec was shot. And now we have the two murders. And for a small town, that seems like a lot of murders. I mean, Cabot Cove is off the, we're not even talking about that right now. But <laughs> for a small town, that seems a little, uh, that seems like there's something going on there. Body count is pretty high. For <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is true. I liked that she wasn't a suspect. I'm tired of that trope. Fair point. I'm laughing. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. When the cops look at your sleuther as the suspect for no good reason, 
That is the worst trope. Mm-hmm. At least if you're clearing your name, make it a good reason, a good good clues mm-hmm. that she has to fight against or something. Ugh. No. But just because you stumble upon the body doesn't mean you're the killer. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the comments. I'm like, I yeah, we got the donut nearby. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start munching on it. Show them your purse. Oh, I showed him beforehand. I I was trying to figure out what photo I could do. So I got this little little something special. I was so in love with this. I don't know if Betsy Johnson is trying to compete with Kate Spade because they they did their 75% off sale. And then Betsy Johnson had a giant sale. So I treated myself to a little donut purse. That's so cute. (laughs) And I was trying to figure out some sort of photo but I didn't think you could tell it was a purse from the aerial view. So I was working on this. It didn't quite pan out. But yes, I have my donut purse. I have my donut ornaments. The fact that I had these already (laughs) says a lot. (laughs) This one was a special treat. But yes, all of the donut love here. So I mean, I was working on things and I'll I don't know if you guys want to do the reveal now or do it later. I kind of hinted at things, but I made some stickers based on our previous book club read. Here it is. So we have Murder, She Barked, and I have some stickers that I'll reveal. So here's the back. Uh, we'll flip it around in a minute. But so we have some stickers for this one. So I was trying to figure out what can I do with donuts for this one or for Deputy Donut. And... Oh, I'm trying to figure out if I should do a reveal here or if I should save it later. (laughs) I'll do it. Okay. I feel like this is a drum roll. Mm -hmm. So, we are your cozy companion who's currently in the works. (laughs) That is adorable. We have Depp who's going to be joining our mascot logo family. Like, how do I position myself? Like, there There we go. go. So this is a sketch of our little work in progress. So this was something that I thought, okay, we got to do something because clearly people are loving this book. I've been trying to do things behind the scenes to figure out the murder she barked buddy read, but clearly something's going on with this book because this one is hitting home with a lot of y'all. So here it is, (laughs) the big reveal. We're going to have our own little Depp joining the family. (laughs) The look on your face is priceless. (laughs) he's so he's so cute she's so cute so i don't know if you can see because it's very tiny and i don't know how to position myself to point at the hat but the little our moriarty t-e-a moriarty the little logo is in the cap instead of something else so in the little police cap we have a little moriarty logo there so this is depp is joining the family (laughs) i love it which reminds me i have the notes they're here and they're color coded. <laughs> so yes. So the new mascot, who we now have stickers of. So the top four names are Clue, Nero, Woof, Wagtail, and Scout. So it is officially time for the four names to have a vote off, and we now have stickers. So our awesome. cute little guy is going to have a name soon. But this one, I figured because this one is after Death Deputy Donut, we're going to leave that one as is. I think. Yeah. but this little one is still yet to be named but i am keeping Mm. track of the names that were sadly didn't make the top four but they might come back around because i'm always working on something for y'all yeah oh my gosh okay (laughs) there are different things here that i have to click into and it just said 50 comments (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh goodness, I'm gonna miss some of these. Okay, I'm glad. Okay, we're going right to the bottom here. So I'm glad you guys like it. Oh, thank you. I'm so thank you. You always so, go above and beyond with these mascots. So <laughs> I, I'm okay. surprised that you already have like a sketch out. I love it. It's so well. Everyone was talking about how much they love this book, how they'd been wanting to read it. So I have my favorite graphic designers that I work with. And this one girl is just so talented and so sweet. She whipped it up. I, I messaged her, I think, Friday. And she had that sketch ready by, I want to say, Sunday morning. So it might even be colored in and ready to go now. <laughs> but I did these ones myself. So drum roll for our murder, she barked. Yes insert <laughs> insert sound effect here so we have okay. the sugar maple in wagtail virginia wagtail. and so the background is floral i wanted something really cute and so this took me so long i was inspired by elise brand's designs so i did my own little sort of floral palette but we have stickers now i love it yes <laughs> i wanted them in the form of a paw print because it's wagtail so yeah. I really hope you guys like them. I worked so hard on them and I use sticker mule. There were probably, I want to say four proofs before the final round was complete. So there was a lot going into this behind the scenes. So now our cozy companion has a sticker to go with. Sticker. Oh. And I, maybe this is my autumn inspired, you know, color palette. Maybe it's the fact that it's the book cover and I wanted something pink to go with the book cover. So you're currently a citizen of Wagtail, Virginia. <laughs> so this was the other sticker reveal that I was going to share with you all tonight. So let's see if I can hold this up properly. So yes, you're a citizen of Wagtail. So I'm always working on stuff for y'all. Going above and beyond with these stickers. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Oh. Oh my goodness, I'm losing track of the comments. I'm glad you guys <laughs> like them. I'm seeing, I'm seeing they look awesome. Love it. Thank you. I'm so glad. That makes me happy. <laughs> because yes, I am trying to also work on organizing the buddy read. I was trying to get it so that it would kick off this month, but the goal is slash was, and it will pick up next month, hopefully, is that guest leaders will each do an Instagram live. So the third Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. EST, somebody different will be going online to chat about the book. So I'm still organizing this. This is still coming up. But yes, so hopefully someone will be ready to chat about book three next month. And I know Mrs. Mrs. Leaf is, I think, the next person on the schedule. So I'm pretty sure it's on her Instagram. I am going to have to double check that. But yes, Instagram lives for the buddy reads. So I'm working on that. And y'all seem to love this series. So I don't really know how many buddy reads y'all can figure <laughs> out or do. But I, I might have to do something. We'll figure something out at some point. Because I also looked it up. Where is it? I just read this to Ben earlier because I print off the book blurbs. And the last one is for book eight. And it's coming out February 20th, 2024. So we might have to catch up before then. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> drawing that out there. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with all the comments. <laughs> anyway, that kind of, we kind of just went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there. Anywho. Okay. All good. What did you think of the mystery reveal itself? Did you solve it? Did you all in the comments solve it? I am really curious because I figured it out 
probably 70% in when we had the video of our potential killer doing things. That was when I figured things out. So I'm curious if you guys figured it out. Ben, did you figure it out? I did not. <laughs> I was questioning all the way until probably like, what, four chapters before this? <laughs> so oh. I had no idea about the motive, but I figured out who the yeah. killer was. I still am not really sure about that motive with Matthias, Mateus there. I wasn't going to get that. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think the whole time. I was like, who, who did not like him enough to like murder, to whack him or who had a grudge? But it just, I didn't, I didn't pick the killer. So it. Okay. So it looks like only a few people solved it. So I figured it out when we had the video of, okay, here's our potential bad guy doing the things. So we had the randomness of carrying the bag because apparently nobody in town uses this general store grocery store <laughs> so we had the bag that was being carried the baseball cap mm-hmm. <laughs> but this person was using different doors instead of just consistently coming in coming out the same way mm-hmm. but there was a lifetime movie when t- that i saw years and years ago where they were robbing i want to say a jewelry store or a bank i forget the premise and they had rolled up their sleeves to show off the fake tattoos but they wanted the cops to think they were real so they would go down that rabbit hole of looking for suspects who had tattoos up their arms of whatever and then they washed it off and i was going yeah if you're <laughs> you've got a security camera there you're doing something super sketchy and you keep rolling your sleeve down to hide your tattoo i don't think it's going to be on full display <laughs> So I didn't really buy it being Randy. But the problem is, you know, it's going to be a guy. And the only two guys I really thought of was Brent. And he is the love interest. So it cannot be Brent. And if Depp likes your love interest or Depp likes a character, it's not Brent. So and it wasn't Randy. The only other person was Scott, who I thought was absolutely adorable. (laughs) And he was the serious one in high school. And he was so sweet to her. Oliver, however, was kind of off on certain occasions his comments about oh well you're self-employed you'll get there and those little things really stuck with me so when it came down to it being a guy who could do this that was where I sort of landed (laughs) oh my goodness okay so people did solve but I the problem is I knew who the killer was no idea about the motive so what did you think the motive to me felt flimsy (laughs) i was like is this really the reason like is this really the reason why like i Mm -hmm. yeah no (laughs) so this might be ginger bolton having a cathartic moment but i thought it was really interesting how oliver was the class president and he was the most popular guy he started in all the high school music like he was the star of the musicals he did all the starring things when it was in high school and he was the bad guy. He was the one who, whose life did not go well. <laughs> He's the one yeah. who went off the tracks. Whereas Randy was supposed to be the messed up bad boy who got his life together. So mm-hmm. there's something there about people changing or maybe having some things down the line reveal themselves. I think it's kind of funny. Like the most popular person in high school is the bad guy. <laughs> I think there's something to that there. But yeah. for some reason, that also resonated with me of, hey, he was the star, but he's not a good guy. Nudge, nudge. Think about this. I think there were some writerly things going on behind the scenes. Okay, so, <laughs> yes, there were things going on. He was very yeah. full of himself. 
Mm. But yes, so cooking with my cozies, the motive wasn't compelling. So I'm pretty sure all of y'all have read the book, but if somebody didn't, the motive was, I, again, I'm, I forget how you pronounce his name, Matthias. I'm going to go with that. Matthias, yes. Matthias, so. George's son. <laughs> he, George. was killed. he was killed before the story begins. And he was killed because <laughs> Oliver wanted to frame Randy for murder. Dun, dun, dun. You just pick a person at random? I mean, these <laughs> two didn't have a grudge. Uh, there was no argument between the two. It wasn't like the day before they were brawling in the street. Or, uh, Randy had fights with all these other people, but we never found out him and George's son, you know, butted heads. But he decides to frame Randy for murder. I didn't get that as the motive. <laughs> no, no. It, yeah. <laughs> it just, it just, it felt so, yeah, like if he was wronged, if he found someone at least like that was that wronged Randy that made more sense than, you know, Matthias, like I just, yeah, it, it felt very weak. See, this is why I was mentioning randy having a history of fighting because he just chose a random citizen uh-huh. of, of this town to kill so if it was a 10 year old girl or an 80 year old man like you were just gonna kill whoever it was mm-hmm. that was on the side of the road really because <laughs> you had the car that was your evidence and then i was having a hard time wrapping my brain around the five years later because at that point, wouldn't you have you kind of gotten away with it? So the second murder is yeah. putting you back on the radar. Yeah, I feel like it, enough time, like, no one, they didn't figure anything out. So he pretty much got away with that murder. So like, but Randy was back and he was like, ooh, gotta get Randy. <laughs> yeah, I kind of didn't understand that. And this was the other reason why I personally didn't get the motive. So earlier on, when Oliver's introduced, I made a note of this. <laughs> the The line was, he amicably divorced from his ex-wife. And so <laughs> if this woman was really that scared of him or they really had that many problems, there should have been reference because, again, we're in this donut shop that every single cop in town goes to except Brent at the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. So you would have thought they would have mentioned, yeah, there was a 911 call. The neighbors heard arguing. She put through a restraining order. Oh, we had to get the lawyers involved. Something. Mm-hmm. So Something. We yeah, we didn't know about the ex-wife. <laughs> we didn't really know that background. So that made it harder to figure out. I mean, even getting jealous about her talking to Randy didn't make me think they were going to be in love and five shot you know five chapters later of oh yes they've yeah. always been in love you were just talking to somebody on the sidelines she wasn't allowed to talk to any guy at all <laughs> no no not not for oliver <laughs> okay so this is true too michelle wrote it was also crazy that he wasn't even with natalie anymore by the time of the book so was he gonna set up any guy she dated or was it just because it was randy <laughs> I think so. I think he probably would have set up any any guy, probably. <laughs> Apparently, he wasn't class valedictorian. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, this is true. If if he's crazy, he's just crazy. But how are you, as someone who's a sane reader, supposed to figure out the craziness? <laughs> that's that's the that's the issue. 
And yes, he had his own fan club. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the book, Emily even said she would consider him because he had a safe, quote unquote, job. Yeah, that safe job. Yeah. She was interested in him potentially or had the little idea in the back of her brain, which was also odd. So I didn't really know what to do with that. He had everyone fooled. (laughs) And it seems like he fooled like a couple of the people reading. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's why we had to have Brent and his cuteness. But just circle back, I do think that he probably would have gone after any dude that Natalie talked to. If she started dating someone, he probably would have gone after them too. This guy is totally out of his mind. (laughs) But he's also planning ahead. And it kind of reminded me of Amy Dunn from Gone Girl, planning years and years in advance. He made a key. He knew to get rid of paperwork. He was planting a trail of evidence. It felt very deliberate. But Mm -hmm. Amy Dunn's was more foolproof. I don't really know what was going on (laughs) with this guy. But he was really trying to think far ahead of, get Randy, get Randy. How do I get Randy? (laughs) He needed a butterfly net or a straitjacket. (laughs) What was his job? City council. He was on the Chamber of Commerce, I think. Commerce, yeah. And his family owned car dealerships. And also, it wasn't until Emily was having her inner monologue which she did quite a bit, but <laughs> she realized Randy had a fight with the town mechanic. Therefore, he had to go to Oliver's family store with the car to get the car detailed and have it worked on. So that was a detail that had gone right over my head. So if Ginger Bolton had referenced that he fought with the local mechanic's son before, did not pick up on that detail. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it looks like it's a great series, but The motives behind things make no sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe we're just along for the ride. Sometimes when it comes to (laughs) book, I'm just going, I like the characters. I like the town. We're going to see what happens. So maybe it's one of those series for me. (laughs) It's true. It's true. The characters get you through. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But what did you guys think of Emily? We kind of talked about her a little bit, but I am curious. What did did you like her? Do you want to be friends with her? What did you think? Because I was getting the biggest kick out of the fact, here's this woman wearing a donut hat on her head willingly <laughs> so what did you guys think of emily her mm-hmm. thing? throwing that out there the throwing truth. it over to you <laughs> it felt her soothing felt more realistic i think because she had the background with the bni one operator it felt a little more um, natural for her to like solve it kind of dive in but also because she was kind of invested she had you know lois next door there were a lot of questions she wanted to solve so i feel like she kind of knew different protocols and it felt it felt natural. It didn't feel like, oh, why is she soothing? Like, why does she care? But and also I would be her best friend too. So yeah. <laughs> and just to be friends with Depp. Yeah. So I made a note of this. I'm pretty sure this is gonna have to be something that pops up in later books. But I think Emily had the perfect friends to help her sleuth, and mm-hmm. she didn't take advantage of them. We have Misty, sure. who's an actual cop. Now we have Samantha, who's the ambulance driver. I thought they were underutilized in book one. I really want to see them in book two and three. So I think Emily has the sleuthing trio going. <laughs> it's not a sleuthing duo. I think it's the trio. <laughs> she does. I I liked her and Lois though as like a sleuthing duo. Like it was very it it was it was cute to me. So it was yeah. And Depp. Depp helped too. 
I met Ginger a few weeks ago and she was wearing the hat. I think she was wearing it at Malice Domestic when she was doing the Kensington author signing. And she she had the mask on, the face mask for COVID. And she had the hat so you could just see her eyes. And but the hat, (laughs) it was just my eyes were looking at it. (laughs) Maybe she needs the donut purse. We need to maybe she needs Mm -hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Benson Johnson would say, get herself first. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she had the hat on. Oh. <laughs> oh, true. Okay. Misty didn't want her to be involved, but I think she could have given her some information, give her, you know, slip some, some under the radar. <laughs> Over some beers, you know, she could have slipped some information. Oh, okay. So you think all of them, the nitpickers, Tom, and her friends were underutilized. This is where I think book one is setting up all these characters in the town. So we just sort of think, okay, we know them now. What's going to happen? Maybe we'll get more of Tom because there's so many cops in this book. Somebody has to be willing to give her information. <laughs> that, and I do. I want to know more about the nitpickers. I hope they're mentioned more in the other books. At least we get to know their names. I love that group name. I want to know how she came up with the nitpickers because that, <laughs> Oh, that is the cozy puns right there. Like, that's the thing that makes you happy. I would, Because if you're listening to it on audio, I'm going to have to get back a little note to the audio person. But <laughs> if you're listening to it on audio, I'm going nitpickers. And then I had that nitpickers because <laughs> I just it went over my head right at first because at first I was listening to the audio, but then I actually read it um, with my Kindle. But the narrator was trying to do the Wisconsin accent. So I am curious if somebody listened to the audio and what they thought of the narrator, because there were a couple characters. She really wanted to do this, this uh, Wisconsin accent for them. And I just know I couldn't do it with, the, with those characters. It was it was odd to me because she didn't do the accent for all of them, even though they were all from this town. There were a couple select characters. Maybe it was the attempt to differentiate them. So as the listener, yeah. they sounded different to you and you could pick Maybe. up on it easy, you know, more easily. But eh, I wasn't, that kind of was the only thing with her. Otherwise, she had a great voice, did very well with it. But the accent, was Wisconsin accent felt, okay. Put on, I felt a little. <laughs> she was sort of on with the accent. It just, it felt like she was really laying it on with the accent for those characters. But they were they were all from the same place. Yeah, so yeah. They all have the same accent. <laughs> okay, so you felt like the narrator was talking too slowly. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay, so some people listen to the narration, and it's one of those, it didn't fully hit you. It didn't resonate 100%. Okay, so it wasn't just me. I mean, she was a good narrator, but there were just some things where you're going, no, I'm going to go read my book now. <laughs> Oh, you've seen the name Nitpickers before? Oh, I'm curious now what book that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm not alone giving up the the audio to go read the physical <laughs> copy. High five. I don't... Okay, which characters was she doing that with? I can't remember. I want to say... It, I, it was a little bit Lois, not entirely, but there were some characters... I'm trying to remember because I'm losing track because, again, there are quite a few of them in this book. But it wasn't somebody who was in every chapter. It was one of mm. the side characters. So it was almost as if when this person appeared, I'm going, okay, bracing myself. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <"Oops." laughs> yeah, they walk so, up. 
felt okay. I'm, I'm like, I didn't have donuts, but like I should have had a donut to get through it. This is my mm-hmm. reward. <laughs> yes, it was, honey. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Yes, side character, wasn't it entirely? Thank you. I couldn't remember. Because again, I stopped listening to the audio and went back to the book. <laughs> but anyway, if there was something else y'all wanted to ask, comment on, please do so. Because there's clearly a lot going on with this book. There's Oliver, there's Randy, there's Scott, Samantha, Lois, Tom. I have their names written down. Brent, if there's something about any one of them, the books, like, I just please comment now. Because otherwise, I'm going to start eating my donut. <laughs> do it (laughs) (laughs) okay so you didn't notice the accent because you didn't know what it sounded like okay so i'm gonna have to look into this book remarkably bright creatures by shelby van pelt oh okay this is an interesting one total side note but i thought the age difference between her and alec was interesting yeah because he was 37 35 to her 27 he wasn't too like much older than her it was like a 10 year yeah this is one of those <laughs> this is one of those age differences where once you're older you just sort of shrug but if she was in her early 20s when he first oh. met her it's a little okay so he was 37 and she was 29 <laughs> so a little that goes back to my math because wasn't he only supposed to be like three years older than her in the high school or was he just really held back <laughs> that could very well be it <laughs> but okay. yeah i think i think after like when you're not early 20s it's yeah it's yeah, age difference yeah there i, I already met <laughs> i already referenced taylor swift with the cats earlier but it's just I, I watched that little movie of hers again and so you just reminded me of that relationship with her little what was it dylan o'brien and sadie I can't remember her last name, but that age difference, that one sort of hits you. That's kind of what you're giving me right now, making me think about. So that is interesting. (laughs) Okay, so Remarkably Bright Creatures was a five-star read. Okay, clearly I'm going to have to go look this up and add it to my TBR. (laughs) Okay, so this made you think she felt older than she was. Maybe the fact she's a young widow, too. You typically don't think of someone in their 20s as a widow. Also, this is going to sound kind of random, but when it comes to cozy mysteries, we have a lot of female soothers who got out of bad relationships or divorced. And if there is a widow, they're typically older. And I'm thinking of Poppy with uh, Libby Klein series. Who She's not a kid, but like, I mean, she's not. I think she might be in like her 40s or 50s. But you don't typically have a widow in her 20s, <laughs> at yeah, least not in the yeah. I've seen or read, I should say. But she is a young widow. So that was different. And it was a happy marriage, a truly mm-hmm. happy marriage. It wasn't as if, okay, we're, I'm rid of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, thank goodness. <laughs> okay, I, get, I didn't have to divorce you. All the money's in my bank account now. It wasn't one of those. <laughs> so she genuinely loved him, which felt different. And we don't see that too frequently. So I, I'm kind of throwing that out there, throwing that to you. We very rarely start books with people who had happy marriages. The only one I'm thinking of is Mango Mambo Murder, where the character's already married, but then there's some questions in her marriage. Is he cheating? Is he not cheating? And 
he's I don't want to spoil it in case you guys haven't read it, but <laughs> we very rarely have someone who's going, I genuinely miss my husband and she's in her 20s. So that was kind of a different premise for me. Yes. Thank you. That was one of my other notes. Yeah. With Tom, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the in-laws and cozy mysteries, usually it's kind of like the evil stepmother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually there's something going on with the in-laws. And the fact that she had such a good relationship with him really struck me and made me happy. Yeah. Yes. Well, did you have any other notes that you wanted to touch on or mention? Oh, or We kind of know with Lois, she was trying to protect Randy. So her reluctance to kind of share information you know, the photographs, her not wanting to share that, like the thumb drive, like reluctantly at first and like, oh. So we didn't talk about this, but we probably should. (laughs) Oh, Lois, (laughs) this woman is so lucky. She did not get arrested for, for interfering with police investigation, trying to tamper with evidence. I mean, granted, the photograph is kind of flimsy evidence, but she still was hiding it. And Mm -hmm. she also wasn't reporting things entirely. So we have a photo album. (laughs) And again, this is the whole I didn't figure out the motive. So she's taking (laughs) photos of the landscape. And apparently there's a dead body down there. And a Randy lookalike Oliver is driving Randy's car. And he didn't stop to talk to her. So therefore, it's not Randy because Randy would stop Mm -hmm. to talk like that was yeah, her yeah, obviously obviously <laughs> her, her great grandnephew there whatever he is <laughs> he would have stopped yeah. and so <laughs> that's how she knows it's not randy but he looks at the car memorizes the license plate for five years later <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it down <laughs> waited five years I barely remember my own cell phone number <laughs> mm-hmm. but this yeah. guy he remembered the license plate and the car and everything yeah so that was a little peculiar and the fact that she had the painting of it and then she had the photographs i mean wouldn't you just hand them over because even the forensic analyst couldn't enhance the pixels or whatever like they still couldn't make out his face yeah yeah it's she was i know she was trying to protect randy but like her withholding it is just oh terrible oh you liked emily's relationship with tom <laughs> yeah, Brent was also very understanding when it came to Lois. I think he gave her a lot of leeway. <laughs> yes, she did switch the paintings. Mm-hmm. So, if there's another Fraser fan out there, <laughs> hello. There's an episode where Fraser mentions buying a painting to offset his duvet, and <laughs> that is what it reminded me of. And the he's dating an artist, or he's going on a date with an artist, and she goes. And you're buying art to offset your duvet going, what are you thinking? That's, you know, she's making fun of him for that. But that's what it reminded me of, (laughs) putting art that's supposed to be aesthetically pleasing, not necessarily, oh, it's art. It's going to make you think. It just, Mm -hmm. it was so cute. That was something, that's also something I would do. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Would you like to elaborate on her super secret storage system? She uses her underwear to wrap up things, which I guess if she's not, she said, because she wasn't using them. So, well, yeah, because she only had the one date and it never happened again. <laughs> so she has also, why would you have an entire wardrobe of black panties for one date? I understand like a pair or two, but why would you have that many? How many, how many pairs of underwear Maybe is she, she going through? 
maybe she was going to have many more dates, but <laughs> she had high hopes for this relationship. Apparently, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was a nice little like detail. <laughs> I mean, as somebody who recently moved, I was using scarves to wrap mugs, but she was. I mean. Also, how thick are these panties? How big are yeah. they? Because, I mean, I understand that thumb drive is little, but you can't really wrap a lot of things in lingerie. <laughs> Just throwing that There's out there. Definitely, definitely quantity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, how many oh. thumb drives? <laughs> yeah, who needs that many? <laughs> it also... I, reminding me of like those gold pants of if I just lose 10 pounds I'm going to fit into this dress or something like you have your gold thing like she has gold panties <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like that's so cute because it gives the book that lighter feel because you're going murder murder panties mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's kind of you know doesn't want to share because you know they're wrapped in panties <laughs> yeah she doesn't want Brent and his team going through her things which makes complete sense yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of all those cop shows where they find the gun in the underwear drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it reminded me. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I mean, she's still holding out hope. Again, a lot of single women in this town. So get get a date for Lois now too. Add to the list. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're gonna have to have a matchmaking service or a lot of people setting other like each other up. Those parties of bring a friend and then all your friends can get together. Go to the donut shop. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I am curious if Emily wears her deputy donut hat on the date. I mean, also, she's in the car with Oliver wishing she was wearing her hat. That was adorable. <laughs> I have to say, though, I thought it was interesting. I'm curious if you guys liked this or not, because I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be, oh, Brent's in on them. her secret, <laughs> kind of pulling on her ear to let Brent know I'm in danger because that was her secret code with Alec. And Brent goes, we had something similar as partners. So was he supposed to know? Because Alec told him, so he's in on it and it was helpful. But also it kind of seemed as if that was foreshadowing because he knows her so well. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But it was, I thought that was interesting. He knew about her signal of help me. I'm in the car and I don't mm-hmm. have my deputy on a hat for you to recognize me. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I, I really liked that Brent's kind of respectful with like, you know, Alec. I mean, they were good friends too. Mm-hmm. So it's very like they we were paying kind of a lot of the time like homage to like, you know, Emily and Alec were together and it's like, but Brent and, and Emily are, it's different. So it's, it was really nice. Okay, you guys like that he knew the code and he remembered it. <laughs> yep. Oh, cute. I liked Brent. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with the Brent relationship. <laughs> Whatever also, happens. Whatever happens. I'm also just going to throw this out there. I am so glad there's no love triangle. Thank you, Peter Bolton. <laughs> I, I, was, I was worried with Scott. I was like, oh no, is Scott going to be a love triangle? And thanks for getting Oliver out of there. So yeah, there's no love triangle. <laughs> Thank you, Ginger Bolton. <laughs> he might be a detective, but it's not a love triangle detective. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. I don't think I could handle it anymore. They okay. Clearly, I'm not the only one. Okay, I'm gonna try and see if I can pull these. <laughs> okay. Thank triangle. you. It's one of those. I understand the trope. I know some people enjoy them. They're fun to write. But I think because I'm, I'm going to say it, 
the Mike and Norman situation still not resolved. I'm a little love triangled out. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I can't take it anymore. Not, I need a little bit of a break. I'm just going to sit and eat my donut and avoid love triangles. (laughs) It's just, and especially reading so many cozies, it's just, you know, there's so many. Watch the next book have a love triangle and everyone's going to be going, Angela's (laughs) not liking this. She's unhappy. Now I'll know for future. (laughs) Slap to myself. (laughs) It's not resolved. It's not. It's not. And I don't know how old Joey and Fluke is, but I really hope that she resolves this before. Knock on wood, something happens. I need to know. She needs to... She needs to know and tell me, not just me, but she needs to write this story. I'm really hoping she's got it figured out. Specifically Angela. She needs to tell specifically yes, Angela. Specifically just for me, someone she has no idea about. Never talked to her. I haven't met her at any of the events I've gone to. But like, I need to know. And now with the movies, they're, th- they're messing up her perfect relationship with Mike. Even the movies. I can't. I was so happy with the way the movies ended originally of, oh, they're walking out. They're so happy. Wrench. The wrench was thrown into the relationship. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a good question. I have no idea how much time has passed. Okay. <laughs> 30 books in. Thank you. Okay. This is, I have a newfound appreciation for Ginger Bolton. <laughs> no love triangles should be a sticker on the cover somewhere (laughs) (laughs) that's that's idea for a sticker for you to make no love triangles love triangles of okay (laughs) we're gonna take like one of the lines away and be like we want this relationship yeah (laughs) you just reminded me so let's see if i can pull this up so we can officially add this check mark but now i'm curious and i'm thinking Oh, we have five books left. Are there love triangles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm concerned. Oh, mm. well. So I'm, I'm going next month is A Killer Plot by Ellery Adams. Mm-hmm. And now, now I'm concerned. Now I'm thinking, okay, if I pick up a cozy mystery and there's a love triangle, everybody knows I'm going to be frustrated. <laughs> you just got a super insight into my brain. Thanks. We love it. It's just added another thing now. Every time I see a love triangle in a cozy, I'm just gonna be like, mm, Angela, not reading. You're <laughs> like, Angela's not happy reading this. <laughs> You'll know exactly when to. The second the love triangle comes in, you're going, and in her mind, it just lost a star. <laughs> oh. So I haven't read. Our October read, I'm hoping there's no love triangle in this one, but again, to celebrate the cozy rereads and we've been in existence since 2018, I think 2017, 2018, I'm offering paperback copies. So this is available via Rafflecopter. I shared the link in the newsletter. I shared it on Twitter again. I'm hoping there's not a love triangle. If there is, you have a paperback (laughs) copy to throw against the wall. (laughs) Do it, do it, throw it for Angela. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't I'm I highly doubt it but I am doing this as a giveaway I again trying to celebrate and thank y'all so I'm trying to do it across platforms rafflecopter you can enter I literally sat there in the library for a solid I think almost hour making the drop down list of options so you could enter <laughs> so many ways <laughs> so no matter what social media platforms you do or do not have you can enter this giveaway 
So that is why I wanted to make sure I referenced it tonight because I know some people don't do Twitter or have Instagram accounts. So I'm making sure you guys can enter. So I just wanted to highlight that one more time. And so this has been running all month long. So again, I think you have five more days to enter. So please do. I want to, I want to give this book to somebody. <laughs> just reminded me of that. So I'm going, I don't know if there's a love triangle in there, but got a paperback cozy to add to your collection. And it's got we, a super all, cute cover. It does. We all have the tropes where we don't like, so it's okay. <laughs> You're going insight into her psyche. <laughs> Usually I'm not a, a cop or detective boyfriend in love interest. It's like, no, but, but for Brent, I was okay with. Was I have to admit, I did have to take a little bit of a deep breath with that one because <laughs> we are getting a little too many detectives as love interests in the cozy subgenre. <laughs> I mean, Mike Canis Winston, he's the detective. There's so many cops. It's a convenient, you know, having that love interest, but. I, I always appreciate it with someone else. I'm like, oh, okay. Other profession. <laughs> okay. Yep. I also don't like it when they make the cops dumb either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yvonne, I don't know if she was dumb or just, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Lock everyone up. Round them up. <laughs> I th it reminded me of you can't, you can't put multiple people on trial for the same murder. <laughs> and she's going, I'm going to make it so Lois is the killer and Randy and Emily still a suspect. <laughs> Everybody was going to end up in jail because of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. No so you don't, I actually don't mind the cop detective love interest. Oh. It's not that I mind it. I've just seen it a, quite a bit. I think that's the whole thing. It, it comes up pretty frequently. And it's it like does make sense. It's like love triangle. Yeah. It does yeah. make sense, though. I mean, again, if you're investigating a murder... Who else is investigating? Who are you going to run into? Who do you have to communicate with? It makes sense. It's just one of those, sometimes it's fun to have a different occupation or personality. I'm trying to remember, it's Linda O. Johnson. She has her series that has the Barkery. <laughs> it's a cafe on one side and a dog bakery on the other side. And her love interest is a vet. And I was so uh -huh. I was so happy it was a veterinarian so <laughs> I was I was going I don't know if you're if there's gonna I mean there was no love trial but I'm going I don't know what's happening in this book series but I'm rooting for you <laughs> and he was really cute and sweet and then same thing with death overdue Allison Brooke Brooks yeah yeah it's a Marilyn Levinson's pen name he's also not a detective he is doing insurance and gems investigations mm -hmm. and everything else so i was very happy about the different professions so shout out to all the different professions for the love interests with cozies we might need a list at some point <laughs> yeah <laughs> a database yes <laughs> oh okay software designer oh huh? oh and um mango mambo murder he's a politician something i don't know if oh, he's in the political okay. realm Okay, you guys are making me think of all the people who are not cops. <laughs> what was it? Bree Baker's. He's a cop. <laughs> I think the last one or the one before we had a book where it was, he was the cop. But Brent was adorable. So I, I'm not holding it against him. I'm not holding it against him. That's how good of a character he is. He was <laughs> no. respectable. And, I, and that, that's why I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's not that I hold it against them. It's just, it's nice to see something different every so often. Or when people get creative, you just sort of want to celebrate it. 
because they make it work. And, and then like the comment with, you know, the main the main character being the suspect, like all the time, it's always nice when they're not. So it's not that we hate it. It's just, oh, like this is refreshing. Oh, you don't like the, pol- <laughs> the politician <laughs> love it. Okay, so I thought, yeah, I remember he was doing a, like a political Console. backstory. There was something where he was doing... I don't know. He was not he wasn't on the streets of Washington, but it was one of those sort of things. He was involved with something or he had political ambitions or they wanted to have political ambitions. But anyway, <laughs> I still like Brent. I'm good with their relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in book two. So I am curious Same. who's reading book two, who's reading the rest of the series. <laughs> Me. Who's invested in finding about Deputy Donut, the shop, the cat, all the stuff. I'm invested. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was just, I'm going, oh, you guys are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a little frustrating when it's the cop or or the sleuther is the main suspect. It's fun when when cozy mysteries sort of play around with things or do something a little different than expected, but still within the subgenre. We have our definition Mm -hmm. to stick by it. (laughs) Yeah, no animals being hurt at all. Deputy Mm -hmm. Donut, Deputy, aka Tiger. needs to be protected at all costs if there's a kitty napping i'm going to be stress reading trying to... <laughs> nope nope we got to protect nope. The cat. <laughs> nope i think i went over all of my notes did you have any last ones you wanted to mention touch on i think you did on mine too i'm turning it yeah i really like that everyone went to high school together kind of roughly <laughs> Definitely. I'm looking at the comments. I'm like, I'm starting to keep up because YouTube is having different things over in StreamYard. So I'm like, Aww. the eyes are going back and forth. <laughs> These are so cute. Well, I get to read all of the comments when I go back and I, I do have the last note, the live stream giveaway. I get to go through all of your comments and actually read them when I do the giveaway entries and convert the comments into each comment counts as a giveaway entry. So I go through and read them all. And then I always get misty eyed because I missed a couple nice comments mm-hmm. <laughs> and people are saying things or I'm um, going oh yeah I didn't see this comment but that is so on point so I get to go back and read all of your comments again and so all of your comments are going to be towards death on set by Rose I don't know if you can pronounce this card here it's k-e-r-r Rose Keir I'm going to go with Keir but yeah. death on set I included the Goodreads link so I get to go back and read all your comments and somebody's going to want a copy of that book and because I did show off and reveal the stickers. I'll probably choose a couple other sleuthers mm. to get some swag. <laughs> Can't figure out how to win the book on Instagram. It's a Rafflecopter giveaway. So the current giveaway is over on Rafflecopter. And so you can either tweet about it, subscribe to the newsletter, and there's so many different ways. <laughs> I can't even remember. I had a whole list. Okay. So I'll share the link again for y'all so you can enter the last giveaway on Instagram ended. So there's probably going to be another one wink 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 nudge nudge again trying to celebrate five plus years maybe i have five copies of this book <laughs> maybe this mm-hmm. is only the second giveaway oh. <laughs> so be on the lookout there's still three more for grabs so i'm going to be doing one over on my personal instagram writer a heart i'm probably going to do one for the cozy mystery instagram and potentially the twitter or maybe the email newsletter i haven't figured that out yet but there can be more giveaways in the future <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. I t- I have plotted and planned this out. So oh. I've been organizing the 2024 voting. I have this. I've got this. <laughs> so yes, please submit your 
2024 TBR recommendations. So I did plan this out because I need 12 weeks, 12 books. And this this past year for 2023, we had two ties. So I'm also including two extra weeks just for that. So in case we have more ties, because again, I... I, at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm always amazed because <laughs> I, I'll, in my head, I'm kind of thinking, oh, people were talking about this book and then that's not the one that wins. And it, the second one down below that nobody was talking about wins at 60 something percent. <laughs> so I never know a book's going to win, but all of the recommendations come from you. Every single book club member, (laughs) you guys are in charge of the TBR. What I've been doing is I've been organizing them by themes. So I have, there are two that I will reveal to you. I mean, obviously you're probably going to figure out, oh, she's probably gonna have a food poll. So we have the second chance poll for January. And then if I'm going to ask him right now, because he's our permanent January host, (laughs) guest guest host here. So (laughs) yes, he's our... Yes. Our January second chance New Year's resolution guest host for January. <laughs> so mm-hmm. books that came in a very, very close second will be the very first poll. So there are some books that lost by a decimal point or mm-hmm. had the tie and then had a very close almost win again. So there are four books that I put aside thinking, okay, these are the ones that really almost won. So we have that poll. And then I'm also, I'm doing a new one. So I'm including a specific one for diversity because somebody asked earlier about, you haven't had any diverse books this year. And when I did the polls, there were diverse titles. They just didn't win. And so I'm going to make it so one is guaranteed to win. (laughs) So we're going to have one poll specifically just on, I know there are some more LGBTQ books coming out. I know we have more representation in regards to race and ethnicity. So I'm going to have mm-hmm. one poll specifically just to ensure no matter what, we have at least one diverse book. Hopefully we'll have more <laughs> on the list, but I am doing that this year because I read the comment. And again, I try and be as thoughtful and meticulous as I possibly can. And so I tried to include diverse titles, but they just didn't win. So this way, you have at least one guaranteed. So I, mm. that's, the, that's the new poll that I'm doing this year, for sure. <laughs> but of course, that's they're exciting. Gonna be, yeah, they're going to be the usual ones, though. Of, we have our food poll and we have, you know, I mean, there's someone's we're going to have the cozy companion. We're going to have all the pet ones. So mm. you, you guys can kind of figure out some of them. But I've been organizing them and then I have the backup titles. And then I've been keeping track of how many <laughs> recommendations certain titles get. So. It's in the works. And where do we submit recommendations? So you can send them to me any which way is easiest for you. So you can DM me on Instagram, Twitter. You can email me (laughs) a Halloween one. What I do for Halloween is for October, there's a paranormal mystery guaranteed. So there's going to be something magical or mystical going on there. And so that's why we've got, if you've got it haunted for October for this year. But I, I do try and find the ones that are I was going to say they go by season or holiday. So again, that does come into play too. So you got me. <laughs> I always try. I mean, granted for our December is always winter or holiday themed. So yeah, yeah. You, can, you can kind of read between the lines of some of them. You guys solve mysteries. It's what you do. <laughs> <You're sleeping>. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that is in the works. You can do whatever is easiest for you to submit your recommendation. The guarantees are the book has to be available across platforms. So it's not just an Amazon exclusive. So it has to be available for Barnes and Noble. Libraries can get it. It has to be available for 
paperback, ebook, and audio. And clearly we have audiobook listeners here, but I know we have some sleuthers who are visually impaired. So again, audiobook is a must. And it has to be a book that we haven't already read and also be a first mm-hmm. book in the series. And so mm-hmm. those are the requirements. And then you can recommend anything else as long as it's cozy mystery. And yes, <laughs> as I start laughing, I always get that one question of, can we only can we only recommend cozy mysteries to the cozy mystery <laughs> book club? So yes, as long as it's the first cozy mystery in a series and it meets those requirements, you're all set. So recommend away. And for those of you who are asking in your little heads of, oh, how do we know what book has already been read? Over on the website, I have the entire list of previous book club reads. So those are the books we've read. And we don't, I mean, we're doing cozy rereads as buddy reads this year. So we're not doing those titles as official reads again, though. So that's the only one, but you can read that list and you're good to go. So hopefully that answers all of those questions. If you have any more, please ask, or if you think of them later, please feel free to reach out. I do my absolute best to get back to everybody, but it is very difficult sometimes with Instagram and Twitter. Same thing with email. I keep all the different tabs open. Like, I'm going to get back to this. I'm going to get back to this, but I will get back to you. (laughs) I promise. It might take me a little while, but I will get back to you. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I am ready for fall. There was, what is it? Now it's 99 days to fall. There's a countdown going. And I saw that image of Dwight with the pumpkin on his head. I'm going, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that one. So there's, I think I shared it in the Instagram stories. Somebody did an image of Leonardo DiCaprio and they put the pumpkin spice in his hand and leaves on his head. You know, it was funny. So I'm I'm there. We got to, yeah, I'm there for October, Mystical Reads. <laughs> Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. And so do you have any last thoughts, things you want to share, talk about for the book or the book club or anything? Yeah. I'm glad it was a good book. It was a fun read and I'm I'm ready to read more into the series. So I can't wait for his book too. I'm so glad you liked it. So for those of you who are just joining or didn't make a note of this earlier, you can find Ben as Botany and Books across platforms. He is awesome. He is so sweet. If you like Cozy Mysteries and this amazing human being, please follow his account because you will not regret it. (laughs) And again, just to double check to make sure you know, next month's book is A Killer Plot by Ellery Adams. So please add that book to your TBR, your next book haul, library visit. However you read books, please get your copy. So hopefully you'll be ready for next month (laughs) and we'll be ready to sleuth again. So thank you to Ben for joining. Thank you to you. I just, heard, I don't know if you guys just heard, there's a little puppy who once, <laughs> there was a little rough. I don't know if the, if you picked up on that, but that was timing wise. That was perfect. But thank you to Ben for joining. And thank you guys for taking the time to read this book and discuss it and take time out of your day to celebrate Cozy Mysteries. I am so blown away that people participate in this club and just thank you so much for doing that and being a part of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. You guys are just you guys make me so happy. So thank you for being you and joining tonight. And I'm so glad you guys enjoyed the book. So I really want you guys to stay safe, healthy, happy, and you enjoy your next cozy mystery read. Bye everyone. Yes. Night. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ben about survival of the fritters. If you haven't already joined the Sleuthing family, make sure you hit that subscribe button. There's also the monthly email newsletter, which you can subscribe to via a number of platforms. 
But to help you out, I will include the link in the description box. And if you enjoy the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast, make sure you check out the sister account, the Chatting Cozies podcast. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Soothing family. Please stay kind and creative, and I hope you enjoy your next Cozy Mystery read. Until next time, happy reading, writing, and sleuthing.